This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. up fuckaroonies how are you guys uh your friendly archery unfiltered coming back for another episode i don't know what it is i did not plan on i wasn't gonna plan on doing a bunch of episodes like this back to back but you know it's not it's not so much me it that's dictating this it's everything else <clears throat> so much stuff is going on and so much stuff that i want to talk to you guys about I should say talk with you guys, not – I don't want to talk at you guys. But first up was the ASA. Well, hold on. Is that too strong? Have you guys watched the ASA? If you if you get a chance, all right, if you guys got to get some in, I urge you to go to YouTube, type in ASA Classic Coleman. Um, I think it's the last ASA – of of this year um but you know i'm sure someone will i'm sure someone will correct me um pretty cool stuff uh dan mccarthy beat out levi morgan which just goes to show that you actually can lose weight and still shoot good which goes against you know my whole thing of getting fat for indoor and you know (laughs) people will tell you when i get serious i tend to put on some lbs So Dan McCarthy takes it. Pretty awesome. Uh, He was sporting a new Matthews bow. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, My favorite, Kara Kelly, took the uh, women's pro. Dan McCarthy won the open pro, I should say. Um, Let's see, known pro went to Kyle Douglas. And women's known pro went to Paige. And it looks like, you know, Paige did her commanding lead, the thing she normally does. Tanya Gellantine was right behind her. But yeah, man, this is such a fun format to watch, and I guess that's why it's like televised. Um, but I would love to shoot this style sometime. Uh, word on the street is <clears throat> that my good friend Rudy Sandoval. Hold up, Paul Penrod, third place in the Senior Gnome Pro. <clears throat> Holy smokes! Paul Penrod is a big time favorite. Of Archery Unfiltered. Uh, I got to shoot with him in Reading a while ago. He is one of the coolest guys um, to shoot with. The dude, the dude's a badass. And um, just an incredibly good shooter. In all forms, too. Five spot. Um, you know. In, you know, he'll do indoor, safari. Apparently ASA as well. So, Paul Penrod making a fucking name for himself. <clears throat> well done, Paul. Uh, getting the podium there with third place, that's no easy feat. And it looked like it was a, a tight fucking race there. Second place, 491, so, tied with Paul. So second place must have gone into some kind of shoot-off. Or closest to center, Chad Hilburn, 496. I should watch it, but I'm just giving you guys the rundown. All right, I got a special um, episode for you guys tonight. Uh, longtime friend Jim Padilla is on the show. Um he just won a big tournament in our regional area, and I wanted to get his, you know, want to get his time on here. Um, 
because he's really I don't want to say like the common man, but he's he's everything that we are, right? As far as a competitor, um, a guy who works a nine to five, a guy who's actively trying to get better. Um, you know, he's taken in all the in- intel that you know, right? He's sorted through it his own way, and <clears throat> he's making his improvements a certain way. I wanted to get him on to talk about that. So there's a bunch of other stuff I was going to do. Jim's telling me he's ready now. So I'm going to have him do some of this uh, some of this intro with me, okay? So uh, I'm also going to smoke some weed somewhere in here. So see if you guys can tell um, just exactly at what point I start getting high. All right, guys? All right. I'm here with my buddy, Jim Padilla. Jim, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing okay. Jim's a frequent guest on this show. Um but tonight, he's the guest of honor. As we go over, uh, my good friend, Jim Padilla, I am proud to say, uh, won his division at the BC shoot, which is a huge shoot for us in the in the, the Bay Area. Would you agree, Jim? Yeah, it's um, in the Bay Area. It's definitely the biggest amount of people who go to a shoot, and then uh, we definitely... The easily, club draws easily uh, our biggest shoot in the Bay Area. Up and down the coast, we've had people from Oregon. I know we have quite a few Southern California people this year. Yep, we um, you get guys from inland Sacramento area all over. Yep. over this. So yeah, this so it's uh, kind of capped like, off five hundred. It's kind of like our version of Reading, even though it's only two days. <clears throat> and correct me if I'm wrong. There's less targets, correct, than Reading. Yeah, there is. But there's uh, still a fu- it's a lot of fuckload of shooting for two days, correct? Definitely, yeah. We've got 63 targets. Damn. How they came upon 63, uh, uh, that's a story I don't care to get into. But Yeah, I mean, it's San Francisco. You can't really explain anything they do out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Nor, nor would you want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, before we dive into the BC shoot, I was going to do a little bit of intro stuff. And I thought, why not just have you on with me? Because you're such an awesome personality. Um, I just you covered... said it, not me. You are. Yeah. You are. A lot of people <laughs> would rather have me, like, would rather listen to me talk to you than listen to me talk to me. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and that's a fact. I mean, I, I've been getting some, I've even been getting some criticism lately. Some, like, very vocal criticism, so. Oh, no. Yep, so I'm actually getting high for this one. All right. <laughs> First thing I want to talk about is the new Matthews bow. Have you seen it? Have you heard about this? I have. I've seen the, uh, the sneak peek pictures here and there. Levi and yep, Levi McCarthy rolling. It, McCarthy, know, the, yeah. uh, <laughs> Isn't it amazing those guys take a new bow out to an ASA and just fucking slay with it? Yeah, you know, I know a guy named Wendell that will switch bows every other day and shoot awesome with them also. That's entirely not true. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, is. this isn't about me, Jim. You don't have to yeah. blow me. I didn't win the BC no. shoot. It's okay. All right, uh, that's all you. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you or them, a week and a half, two weeks. No. You'd be, yeah, you'd be no, happy with that. I, I don't know. I think you've seen me do really good in practice, uh, but I've never done whatever it is you're talking about right now. So thank you, but no thank you. Yeah, no, no I'm right. Yeah. So Maddox has released a new ball called the Title. 
Yes. Comes in a 36 ATA and a 38. It looks like it is a non – I mean, Matthews kind of does this all the time. Like not – what is it, symmetrical? It, what, what's the uh, – that called when Hoyt went to the bows where the lower half of the riser was really thin and the top half was longer? Do you know what they call that? Oh, uh, that's where the, uh, the, where the grip was, right? Yeah, the grip placement. Because it puts yeah. it puts your arrow dead center of the burger hole when your grip's lower, correct? That's what I've heard. That's what I'm to understand. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure that all of the TRXs are like that. This one looks aggressively so like that. But I don't, you know, could be wrong. Uh, it looks like yeah. a Bowtech fucked a 38, and then had a late-term abortion, and this was it. <laughs> Boy, would you agree? Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely... Uh, Very Bowtech-y. It's, I'm, I'm thinking not to help them in any way, but um, the last five years... Many of the bows of the top manufacturers have been looking very similar. Mm-hmm. I think when they came out with the 38, or I'm sorry, with the TRX line, a lot of companies were like, ooh, let's let's make a move towards that. And risers started to get more, you know, f- straighter or flatter or closer to reflex, you know. Not Hoyts, of course, not all until the Stratos came out. Yeah, I mean... Um... There, it, it's just that you know, bridge, non-bridge. They keep uh, going back and forth Who, with Hoyt? that kind. Of, yeah, the Hoyt. Are you talking about the, the tech, the tech bridge, tech riser? Yeah, yeah. We could call it the tech riser, the bridge. But I mean, you know, who who had it uh, way back was the uh, was that the OK bow, right? Oh, I don't know. The OK bow had it. The uh, PSCs had it. Really, PSCs have had tech risers. No, the bridge, you know. What's bridge? Shoot-through riser. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, shoot-through riser, yeah. Yeah, the PSE Dominator was a shoot-through riser. Yeah, didn't they have the Citation also? Yeah, that came after. Do you remember the the expression? Do you remember the PSE expression that had the riser that kind of went both ways, forward and back? Right. It was an asymmetrical uh, riser. But, yeah, I'm just saying, okay, so... I'm just saying there's multiple bows having that shoot-through riser. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at some other bows and the the way the limbs are held in place. Yeah. You know, the rocker arms, they're all looking <laughs> very similar. Yeah. Yeah, the new Matthews bow definitely has a new cam. It's got a, a – looks like a little more aggressive cam. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, just from looking at pictures, they're really being – you know, kind of tight on the, the info, but um, they put their axle is now mounted on a bracket. The cam axle is mounted on a bracket that is now mounted to the limb. Oh, kind of like uh, the Bowtech kind of thing. Like the Bowtech, dude. Okay. What the heck? <laughs> now, I am going to mercilessly mock this bow, but. Um, I should be, you know, fully transparent here. I ordered one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll let something out also. You ordered one too? No. (laughs) But 
I wouldn't be opposed to actually playing around with. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jim. <laughs> I mean to. It's okay. Yeah, you wouldn't be opposed to playing with one. Yeah. So you like the look of it. It uh, it does look interesting. Yes. Jim, get one. Come what, on, dude. Get one. You know, I mean, dude, how sick would that be if you got one? <laughs> no. That would be so fucking dope, dude. You've shot Hoyt for like what twenty five years now, dude. Shoot a fucking. Let's see what's on the other side of the fence. Yeah, yeah, I've shot him for a season. What? What did but you shoot? Was it a conquest? Was it? Or was it before conquest? Was it like they had like designations? No, like a I, C I think and a, an MQ one. An MQ one. That's a form of conquest, right? That was before before conquest. Oh, okay. Let me see. I'm going to uh, Google this so I can make fun of you. But by the time my shop gets these, it, you know, they're they're going to have new bows out. I would think. Yes. Yes. You mean Hoyt? No. What do you mean? I by said, the time by the by time, time Pacifica Archery probably gets one of these, I don't know if they they got on the pre order. If oh. They're just going to wait on the regular order. It's I don't gonna, think. You know, yeah. Um, it could be a while. I know if anyone wants one of these Matthews West Coast is has aggressively sto- they're they're going to be aggressively stocked. So How do you know? I I I have an inside horse and West Coast is saying if you want one DM them on Instagram or call them and place an order. Fantastic. They and they were telling me after this initial release it's going to be 4 months. No. 16 weeks. 4 months until you can order one. <laughs> yeah. Dude I thought the economy was in a fucking free fall. <laughs> but it's so hard to come across a bow now. Well, I mean, I'm sure some people have been saving, you know, those Biden checks somewhere. So <laughs> No, they haven't. <laughs> Anyone that no, cashed that Biden check that. spent it on drugs, I promise you. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> So, let's see. That's what I can tell from just looking at it. They went back to the yoke, uh, the weird yoke. Like what do they call it, yeah, floating yoke. I'm not understanding that, I don't know how how that's supposed to you know help <laughs> you with the uh, the cam lean because it's just a, a floating yoke. Well, so, okay, I'll explain it to you. How does that work? Because you're a Hoyt guy, you guys don't understand this. Because okay. you guys are like, how do you induce cam lean? Because that's all you guys can do. <laughs> well, on a Matthews bow, you don't worry about cam lean because you are top hatting. You're essentially shimming the cams. Oh, that's right. Over to one side, top to bottom. Now you I hope in there with that new uh, limb tip axle. <laughs> so this thing, I'm assuming that this thing uses top hats. Oh, but okay. I have heard there's a lot of new stuff on this bow that we just don't know about, and it just okay. you know they won't tell me about you know because I'm Mister Big Mouth. So so I'm looking yeah the. Some I got some pictures pulled up here, and I'm looking at the cam. Mm-hmm. Looks fairly aggressive. Yes, yes, aggressive. It looks like a brass weight or something is in the yeah, cam. Yeah, I'm wondering you know, if they have a you can pull, add or subtract weight to the cam or different materials. That seems really strange to put a weight in the cam like that. But I've seen companies do that before. They've had it there. Yeah. It's always had that that little round disc, of yeah, whatever, like a round disc, unobtainium material. 
slip that in there, you know. Oh, it's, a Matthew, it's a Matthews bow. It's it's obtainable. <laughs> they, you know, they have to put that kind of stuff in there because yeah. it helps them. They get do up like point speed. They do like working that brass, don't they? Matthews has always been kind of. Hey, look what I can yeah. do! Oh man, look at all the knocks on the string. That's crazy. Let's see. I I only count like what? Okay, that's a lot. I see two. It looks like five. Maybe nine. Yeah, this is going to be a weird one for Nick to build me. When Nick's going to build Flingham strings, builds me some strings. It's going to be a this one's going to be a challenge. Right, right, dude. Um, it's got the the uh, cable rod, the angled down cable rod. I see that. Yes. Do you know why they 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 started doing that? No, do tell. Okay, so on the Matthews hunting bow, whichever one started with that angled down. Cable guard. You was that the Vertex or whatever? I don't think it was the Vertex. I think it was the V3 or the V3X or the one of those. Anyways. Yeah. Now, it looks ugly putting your cable rod like that. But there's a point to it. And you can see like where those strings are pulled all the way out is right uh-huh. about where your burger hole is. So you get like it, they're maximizing um, – clearance like vein clearance and arrow clearance uh just by placing it in that that one spot possibly but i also what i'm what i think maybe plays into it is again in the burger hole which should be theoretically the middle of the in between the two camps yeah now you have equal lengths yeah dude you're right i I heard that as well so it's it's also when your bow starts to, or I'm sorry, when your string starts to stretch a little bit, it stretches mm-hmm. more evenly because now okay. you, you don't have, you know, one cable getting pulled up here and the other one getting pulled down here. Maybe it's more forgiving to bow hand pressure that way also. Ooh, that, that may be. Yeah. I'll definitely put that through its paces because. What am I freaking selling this Matthews now? Or no, that's what? what we do, dude. That's what we do. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'll be honest. My elite mm-hmm. bow, I got that elite bow thinking that was going to be the last bow I was ever going to shoot. Why do you do that to yourself? I don't know, but I'm still thinking that. I'm not okay. I'm not 100% sold on the Matthews even though I, you know, it looks cool, right? But does it really look cool? I mean, all modern bows are looking kind of ugly these days and this is no exception. You know, it it it's different. It it doesn't look bad. No, no, it doesn't. It lo- uh, yeah, no, kind of. It does a little bit. It's new and old. <laughs> okay, okay, but uh, I see. And what I'm also seeing is like near underneath the top limb pockets. There's like a little bracket, maybe you know, in the front of the riser, because I did see some kind of like brass weight at the yeah. bottom of the. Yeah, Underneath bottom wind pocket. Yeah, has a fucking brass weight at the bottom. Yeah, like the like a bear bow, like a gila. Oh, look at you! Wow. I, I mean, dude, I love this sport. <laughs> <laughs> I might knock some classes. Yeah, but you better be sure. If I didn't, couldn't do this, I'd be doing that. <laughs> I I I, uh, I look at uh, bear bow quite often for indoor. 
Ew, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> no, yeah. no. Well, you know, I mean, where else are you going to have to tune every day, you know? <laughs> regular free stuff, guys. Okay, you, you get an elite bow, you'll tune it one time, and you'll never have to touch it again. Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm not even joking. So here's where I think the elite bow beats this bow, okay? All right. Um, Just on terms of tunability... If this is just a top hat system, I'll be able to paper tune it. But someone who gets like hard right bear shafts, like myself, mm-hmm. will not be able to bear shaft tune this. It'll I'll always get right bear shafts. Because with with these tuning systems, if it's a top hat, you get to pick the cam placement position, which is basically the string, right? String position right. left and right, and um, that doesn't take torque out of the the riser or the bow. But the elite system, the set system, with the pockets, or I'm sorry, with the adjustable limb pocket, you know, it you're essentially canceling the, you're changing the angle of the limbs and bow, so it's like you're canceling the torque out that your hand puts into the riser. So you can bear shaft tune with these bows, super easy. Interesting. Yeah. You know, whatever floats your boat, Lando. <laughs> dude, you get, dude, that was such a good explanation for you to be like, man. This is pretty good. I'm, I, you're selling it to yourself. Very well, good. So here's how I think. What I'm going to try to do, right, is bear shaft tune with the Matthews bow. Uh-huh. If I can't, I'm going to try to shim the limbs as if this were a set, set tech limb pocket and see if that doesn't make, if I can't bend this bow to my will. Gonna be good. Yeah. Now, I think we all know, uh, bear shaft is not the end all be all, right? I think it's safe to say. You know, for some people, it is, and other people, it's just a just a small little check. You know, yeah, small part of their pre-game or pre-compete, uh, yeah, homework. Well. Uh, I got to show you, man, one of these days, this elite, this remedy is throwing broadheads out to 100 in just the the most insane groups I've ever seen on a, on an arrow that should be out of my spine. Oh, yeah? I'm shooting what a, are you are shooting those Silver Flame XLs? Silver Flame? Yeah. These are the Pierce LRT, the gold Pierce LRT. No, the, the broadheads, Wendell. What broadhead? Um... So I have two. I have rages, but I went for a lighter. Oh. I had those are hundred grains. I went for an eighty-five grain um, expandable, and they're red. I don't know what the fuck they're called. Uh, oh, I think that just means it's aluminum. It's aluminum, but it. I got it from uh, a discount. Uh, <laughs> a discount broadhead service. Oh my gosh! All right. Did the pack come from Lonzo? No, no, no. It's American. I bought American. I didn't buy domestic. All right. Before we get all aggressive here, uh, it's it's a domestic company, but yeah, yes, they're probably made in China. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, it's an eighty-five grain broadhead on a uh, twenty-five grain outsert, a victory outsert. So basically, it's a hundred grain point. Okay. Yes. On a 340-spine LRT cut to 26 and a half inches. Fantastic. That's a stiff fucking arrow. By all, Man. you know, 
by all means, this should be too stiff and not fly right. You're but, going deep to the matrix here, it sounds like. Yeah, well, check this out. Uh, a guy was saying online that if you spine your arrow too weak, right? Uh-huh. The flex on a compound bow, the flex you get in the back of the arrow robs the arrow of something. Because it, it takes time for it to straighten out, you know, and rotate and whatever. So, Are you sure you're in that recurve forms again? No, no, no. So recurve, you want that flexy part. You want it no. to... What? To a certain amount. Yeah, just a same. certain amount, right? But on a compound bow, you can't go too stiff. Well, that's not true. If you have a, an elite bow, you can't go too stiff. Because you can just align everything right out of the gate and launch it. Okay, I got a question for you. Yeah, yeah, hit me with it. Uh, recurve bow. Does the arrow flex vertical or oh, horizontal? horizontally? You're gonna okay. try to. Okay, you're gonna try to quiz me. Yeah. Uh huh. Compound it bow. It goes vertically. Vertical when it's on release. What? Does it flex vertical or horizontal on the release on a compound bow? Um, well, I say on release, I would want to say horizontal, but I've heard it's uh, it it throws like a vertical wave through the arrow. Okay, I'm following you. Am I right or wrong? The the reason why it goes horizontal on a recurve is because you're letting go of it with your fingers, and the string's got to go around the fingers. Uh huh. But so that's what starts it on a on a true ball release with a hook. Isn't that hook coming in from the side? Aren't you putting some kind of side load torque on the on the D loop? It's so minimal that it it doesn't affect it. Okay, all right. So it's a vertical wave on a compound yes. bow, and I heard it's not a an a, what they call it, a sine wave. It's more like a like a wave in the ocean kind of. Yes. All right. Let's let's get away from this rabbit hole here. Oh, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> but basically, I'm shooting an arrow that really has no flex coming out of the bow. Less, yes. I, dude, come on, 340 spine cut to 26. I'm I'm shooting a fucking. That's a log coming out. Right. Um, and I, you know what's crazy is I watched uh, a video where a guy is testing three fletch blazers. And he goes to four fletch, and he's, you can watch his arrows fly through the air in slow motion. And out of the bow, four fletch has more wiggle in the back. So it makes me think this guy spined his arrow like perfectly, and then put too much or something on the back and tipped it into weak. He added more weight. Yeah, a, a four grains more though. Just was just enough to tip it. Possibly. So, anyway, I'm getting way, way sidetracked. I apologize. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this weed kicked in just fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I am curious as to the new Matthews if it's going to tune as good as the the Elite Bows. I'm, you know, not 100% on it. Have you seen the stabilizer system, Jim? I've seen uh, some pictures of their new stabilizer. Yeah, the, the, uh, that angular style we'll call yeah. it well it, that also is the bar that goes right through the riser let me go back and see if i could find it so there's going to be 
like you're gonna be able to put your site in through the riser and then pin it down. And now you can do the same with the uh, stabilizer, your front bar. Okay, so all right. And you can adjust it to the length you like, so on and so forth. I gotcha. Yeah, look, well, I mean, looks cool, but it looks wiggly as hell. I'm looking at two different uh, picture. One of uh, Levi Morgan's bow, and he has all the newest, all the side rod, rod and, and yeah. he's putting his sight through the riser, like you said. And then uh, I don't know who this other picture, Dan McCarthy, is, but they have uh, conquest. I would suspect it was his. Yeah. So, oh, he's got conquest bars on. Yeah, and okay. V bar. All right, that's right. He didn't. He didn't fuck around with things that aren't V bars. Yeah. So you know, I'm not a big fan of the the bars, but I haven't tried them, so I'm just gonna be open on them. Yeah, I mean, you'll just have to. Uh, we'll have to see what. What those, um, that whole system entails, you know, I mean, but. Yeah, I think you should sure. get, you should I mean, get one. The, you have to get, I'm sure they did a nice job of like regular weights probably won't work. You know, you'll have to only get these <laughs> round weights, you know, in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. but who, I'm probably wrong. You crafty but, assholes. <laughs> Matthews. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta buy all our yeah. shit now. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn it. It's twenty percent better. I'm gonna start making my own Matthews weights. Just call them something else. All right. Well, you got anything else you want to add to that, Jim? No, it it, it looks like a really good bow, and I'm serious. I, I if I could find somebody uh, who has a similar draw length, I'd, I'd like to take it for a little spin. What's your drawing? 28? Yeah. I'll find one. I'll find one. Well, I'm sure. Uh, we'll get you set up. I can find one at my local shop or <laughs> someone north of where I live. Oh, I'll find it. I'll get Don't worry. You let, me, you let me do the worrying. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Darton has released a series of bows. Have you seen these? I am having a little trouble finding that picture, but uh, what is it called? Do they have a name for it? Uh, I think one's called the Exodus, and the other is uh, <laughs> the Departure. <laughs> is that oh, real? Departure. I hope. I hope that's not the name. I hope that's just what they're at. New Targo is called Exodus. A sudden departure of a large number of people. And I guess <laughs> the other one is Departure. A change or transformation, especially from what was once normal or accepted. Uh, hmm. Wow. Yeah, let me see. Hold, give me a second here. The departure sounds like San Francisco. Something that was once normal and accepted. Yeah. <laughs> and the exodus is what's happening to California right now. <laughs> Doo-doo. I'm going, yeah, I'm trying to like dance around political jokes here. Um, Dude. There, I, you know how I feel. I've always thought dart and bows are kind of ugly. Okay. I want you to type in OK Archery Absolute 40 and take a look at this picture. OK Archery Absolute 40. 
Is this an American-made bow? Uh, no, I think it was maybe oh, Australian. I've seen one of these. These are the sure. like truly shoot-through. They have shoot-through cables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you get it either or, though. You can get I'm it much. one side or two. Right. Yes. I don't. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but this bow is supposed to be like the most perfectly balanced bow with zero torque in every way possible. Correct. Right, it has no cable slide. Yes, so therefore it shouldn't have any torque, right? Yeah, but anyways, just some drawing. Draw your eye to the shoot-through riser. It looks very similar. Uh, to the Darton Exodus? Yeah. It does. The Darton Exodus is kind of wavy, though. Yeah, kind it Kind of step back a Which... little bit. But no, I, I feel you. I, I see what you're seeing. All right. Anyways. Yeah. Ugly, ugly bows. <laughs> it, um, it's unique, I'll say. Yeah, sure. Um, what is going on? With looks like it's got a master chain link there for the. Yes, yes, they run the some kind of weird link uh, between their their yoke. I think it's like so they have like a floating yoke, and then their their cable. What the heck? Yep. It's beyond me. But you know, it's a three, four, five string, five, uh, five cables. Then, yes, I think so. Yeah. Holy smokes! Two yoke cables. Yeah, five. Going to man, that thing looks like a pain in the ass to change strings on. Yeah, it's like the old Prime. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time you call the string builder and you're like, I got a prime, they're like, damn it. <laughs> Double the price and then we'll start talking. <laughs> yeah. Man, look at all the string knocks on this one. Which one are we looking at? The Exodus. Yes. Lots of string, oh. just like that Matthews bow. But it's got more. It looks like one, two, three, four, four five in the first, then three, and then two or three. Looks like 12. Yeah. Do you remember, what was it? PSE something. PSE used to have bows that had like one string knock spaced out every couple inches. It looked really, really crazy. Yeah, that was a while back. Yeah. I have no comment. I just wanted to bring it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the limb pockets on this looks uh, like I've seen it before. Let me see. Um... Looks kind of hoity, huh? Um, yeah. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> yeah. I'm looking like at the a, rockers. The the two rockers look kind of hoity. The rocker in the front, it looks like a pro comp elite. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. These companies all kind of like just, I wouldn't say borrow from each other, but you know, there's only so many ways you can, uh, you know, slice well, the cake, I guess. Just getting to like. Design wise, they're just like, um, the, there's the gains are negligible to, to be found. Do you think, like, we've seen the apex, like, in in limb pocket uh, design and technology? Definitely, I think uh, they've, they've everybody's really, really strong in their limb pocket game, 
Yeah. Yeah, big time. Um I think I think a big upgrade what they're touting and what I think Matthews has also is that uh, the quarter inch axles are a big uh Yeah. Big beefy axles. I, I believe that's something to be uh had. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good feature. What uh oh. Hoyts aren't too far from that, right? Were they three eighths? Or not three eighths, quarter inch. <laughs> I think they're still slightly smaller. Slightly smaller? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. You're not going to be shooting one of those much longer anyway. Well, yeah. Yeah, Matthews, come on, man. You tell your shop, I just won the BC shoot. <laughs> and that's the perfect segue. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, who are you again? <laughs> so let's get into it, Jim. You shot, right. you shot the BC shoot this weekend. Um. One of the things I like to talk about is, you know, when I talk about a shooter, I, I kind of size them up by telling their handicap or what I think they shoot on a 924 plus or minus. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you say for yourself? What would you call yourself plus or minus? You know, um, before getting injured, I would say I was a solid two. Solid two, so that would be a nine fifteen. Yeah, and and I was That's definitely going to be able to reach a, an, and a one. I could reach a one. Two is nine twelve to nine fourteen. Okay, nine fifteen is one. All right. Yeah, so you were about you were about that uh, two to one handicap somewhere in there one yeah. and a half. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And after getting injured, where did you see yourself? Oh man, it was uh, it was max handicap. <laughs> so I don't know, people. If you want to listen to what episode was it, Jim? We were talking about your shoulder. Uh, I think every episode I'm talking about my stupid shoulder. But so for the listeners, Jim got injured at work. You were you were pointing and laughing at someone, right? And then you you <laughs> fell. <laughs> I definitely fell and tried to catch myself and, and it, it really did. fucked your shoulder up. Yeah. So my shoulder lid, shoulder and elbow. Yeah. And then like once you start getting older, once you start favoring one side, then the other side goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. you were arguably healing well from it, but I gave you a bunch of shit about shooting your bow, so you went out and shot and hurt yourself further, correct? I wouldn't say so. <laughs> nobody nobody glued my hand to the bow and said I had to do it. Wow. Well, so Yeah, I think it's you know I always feel, I, I feel I was, bad about you know, that. <laughs> typical tip, typical guy thing. Yeah. I tried to tried to power through it and just like, all right, keep going, you know, all right, we'll get get it through and just yeah, we'll just bust through, and then it'll be, uh, it'll be all fine, you know. But how long that did that didn't... sideline you for in the end? Well, like I said, then my other shoulder started giving me problems because you're compensating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, you're back. I, uh, I I can I can practice pretty regularly now, way more regularly than I was. 
you know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you kind of had this like slow comeback to getting back into shooting shape, and I thought it was pretty interesting because I got injured after you did, and you talked about ibuprofen, and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> and it wasn't until I started doing ibuprofen, I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, Jim was right. This should be illegal. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's definitely not not for everyone, but. Um, right, you have a strong gut, right? You know, so as long as you have inflammation in whatever issue you're having, your wrist, elbow, shoulder, neck, mm-hmm. until you can get the inflammation down, then your body won't start to heal. Right, right. As long as your inflammation's there, you're just fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't start healing until after I started taking ibuprofen. Yeah, and then, you know, the, the crappy part is, you got to stop, you know, yeah. Yeah, you can't just stop and heal. And what I was doing, I was doing both. I was dosing up, doing all this ibuprofen and trying to shoot. And basically it was just, uh, I was doing more harm than, you know, yeah. Good. Yeah. So you took some time off and then you came back and then you've slowly been working your way back to shooting form. Yeah. 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 And it's crazy because, like, I know now that I have a kid, I don't get to practice with you that much. And I know Rudy lives north now, so you don't get to practice with him that much. So you're really doing a lot of this on your own, or I would imagine with Randall and Olinda. Olinda uh, def- and I are training partners. Um, just the way our schedules work out, Randall's like, I'm leaving and he's driving in kind of thing. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that's cool. At least you have some people, you know, that yeah. can help, you know, keep it interesting. But, man, no. you, you've worked your way back, like, through your practice to a, a pretty legit spot. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I just started doing it and then just watching myself and like, well, I'm going to do kind of heavy, heavy load today. What's a heavy load? Uh, you know, try to shoot, you know, 50, 60, 70 arrows. What's a light load then, relative? couple dozen. couple dozen. Okay. Yeah, but the frequency. Mm-hmm. So 50, you know, do a half a round, you know, 60-ish arrows. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, then maybe do... Is this not including warming up, Jim? Because I picture you warming up, shooting a... No, that's pretty much I just... I don't even mess with warming up. You just it's walk just on and go. Start scoring, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. First first arrows. Dude. Um, do but you... I just started doing it like that, and then I'm like, all right, we'll do two days in a row. You had told me about this before when we were practicing, about... Mm-hmm. What was it? You, like... You're shooting really good in practice, and you're like, oh, man, I don't want to leave them all out here, all the good shots here. Like, I'm going to burn out before we hit the field or something like that. And I was like, nah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I remember I was a real dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> you, you have, um, your methods are unorthodox. I, <laughs> I remember being, god damn. When I get stoned, I start realizing how much of an asshole I am to everybody. Like, the people <laughs> I really like, too. <laughs> It's okay. It's all out of love. <laughs> just like uh, was like 
Chet in the uh, Weird Science. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was Bill Paxton, right? It was. Yeah, that's my that's my generation. So yeah, let me tell you something, Jim. So I've okay. always thought of you coming off of like right before your injury. I normally say someone's like generally I can I can guess where they are plus or minus two, right? Mm-hmm. I always thought you were like a nine thirteen plus or minus two. So if you get hot, you can hit fifteen or sixteen, you know. And then if you have a like just under par day, you're going to be like nine eleven. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I'm probably a little, little weaker than that, but yeah. I no, think no, I don't think so. More I mean, like ten to thirteen, and then you know I was hot. I shot a fourteen fifteen, but well, I visualized you. I'm going to say as, okay. an, as a nine thirteen plus or minus two. All right, <laughs> and then. After hearing your day one score, which is nine eleven, is is pretty good. But I know it wasn't a cold day for it. It was a. I would imagine you were humming along to put down a nine eleven on day one. Yeah, you know what? I I wasn't paying attention to the scorecards. Mm-hmm. You know? shooting for fun. Just just shooting and just trying to like like manage my expectations, like I said, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so what were you I, thinking? Were you thinking I'm just, I'm just gonna I've come had, out here and see see how I do or what? Yeah, I just I've had you know I don't know what it is. This is one of those shoots. Everybody has one of those shoots. I've always had a problem here. Yeah, like miss that sight. Yep. Uh, yeah. Release go off. You know, miss the short ones. So I, I was like, okay, I want to score all my arrows, and I want to hit all the uh, the short ones. Uh huh. And then um, and go from there. Mm-hmm. You know, I I had one, and I wanted to hit that that target I like to practice on. You know, that that steep uphill next to the road there. Is that on the the red range? Yeah, yeah. So for everyone that's listening, this course is split up into two ranges: white and red. And red, I mean, both have their technical aspects of it, but red, I would say, is much more technical. Mm-hmm. And that uphill you're talking about is toward the end of the red course. It's a 48-yard uphill. Is that the one? Right. Normally on a Cougar? Yeah, it's uh, the, yeah, the middle field target. The field target. And... Is the animal normally a Cougar or is it a dinosaur? I always put a, a hunter target up there. So, but For the BC shoot, do you know what it was? Let's see. That would be red. I think. I think it's it's the uphill. Yeah, forty-eight yard uphill. Yeah, forty-nine yard uphill. It's uh, fourteen degrees up. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's a tough shot. I I have driven up there though and seeing saw you like parked at that target. Yeah. So, I like. Well, I get a little. I I it dual purpose i try to get a little exercise also <laughs> that's pathetic <laughs> if, you, if anybody comes out and shoots that target you know you gotta walk your ass to the top of the hill there yeah. and, get your, and then walk back down so i thought you posted up so this target's right next to the parking lot i thought you posted there so you wouldn't have to go to the the club booth and talk to everybody that's part of my <laughs> part of my game also <laughs> Yeah, so tell us, you wanted that target during the BC shoot or what? 
I got it. You got it? Yeah. So that was a feather in your cap. That was one of your – like if you're going to set a series of small goals for yourself. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I was just, you know, everything else, you know, just try to get my way through it and, and just do what I know I had. It wasn't – I was like, I just want to get through. I don't want to hurt. Uh-huh. Get you know, and just and make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, so it was that. It's not get hurt. I'm, I'm thinking of your list of goals here. Hit the shorty. Mm-hmm. Hit the shorties. Right. Um, what were the short yardages? There was um, man. There was a couple. Two, I think was three one yard, of them. Mm-hmm. Three yards and two yards and I think there was a like three three yarders or something. One two yarder. Really? There's a handful of three yarders. Yeah. <clears throat> so you dusted all the three yarders for sure. I did. Did you get the, tw- the two-yarder? I did. Did you know there was a three and two-yarder going into this event? Of course. <laughs> I asked you if there what was the short ones were, and you gave me the finger. <laughs> you know what? It <laughs> Magically, after you asked me that, <laughs> I had a Facebook memory, and I was telling all the outlaw group, on the safe side, everybody practice two, three, and four yards. Mm-hmm. Get your two, three, and four yard marks. Uh huh. So, um, oh, very nice. <laughs> I wasn't sure, so I just went and practiced all three of those again. So, and they worked out. <laughs> I got forgot myself. Yeah. <laughs> which one was which? Yeah. But now I know there's a. They give it up to San Francisco Archers. They've updated the page. They're, 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 um, Website pages for the shoot, and they have a listing of all the targets and all the uh, distances on there. Dude, it's a surprisingly really good club that really has their shit together. I mean, I know you know it from the other side, but, I mean, you guys have the maps for the event. You have the scores already posted. It's only been a couple days. No, the posted the day of. The day, day of, even. It's yeah. just a totally different. Your club has a different vibe than like the Redwood Bowman. Yeah, up in their game in uh, in some key areas, you know, mm-hmm. just and like anybody can attest to, it's it's tough running a a club and, and a shoot of this size. You know, I'll, I'll give it up to the president Jim Robeson. He he can spread it out. Go yeah. ahead, Jim the workout a little bit but he takes on a lot and he does a lot so uh he's he should receive some accolades for uh yeah there there are some diehards when it comes to uh you know maintaining the rate the the range yeah. you know it, it's a year-round thing you know mm-hmm. that's true so, that's true you guys put a lot of work in can be made though still oh of course of course um you guys made a lot of uh improvements to like footing and stuff yeah yeah we've tried you know um, there's like i said there still can be more what's been tough like everybody knows the the winter we had this year really busted up the range pretty good a lot of trees fell um actually they had to postpone the february shoot they have you know the my father-in-law's namesake uh 
the Ken Brown memorial shoot in February had to be postponed uh, at least a month because it was just uh, you, uh, the eucalyptus were falling too much, or what? The the pines and the eucalyptus and the, the mud, the hills were sliding, and <laughs> it was a mess. So, <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, uh, okay. So, getting back to you know, you set up a series of small goals for yourself. You went in without expectation, mm-hmm. just to see how you're doing. At the end of day one. When you realized you shot like a nine eleven, what were you thinking? Actually, I didn't. I was just happy with myself. I didn't ask scores. I was just, uh, I had just made my goals for the day. Uh-huh. Just kept, and, and uh, I didn't even look at the scorecards. I didn't even. How were you feeling? Were, were you feeling like, all right, Jim? Were you like Jim's back? Is that what you were thinking, or are you just, all right, it's a decent day? I had a, I had a few 20s that I wasn't happy with, you know, of course. Uh-huh. So, uh, okay. But I, I was hitting the ones I, I should have. And Did you have any uh, anything less than a 20? No. All right. So you inside the 10 ring. Yeah. Um, man, that's pretty um, good. Like, I didn't have any, like, you know, my – Totally explosive shots, mm-hmm. you know. I saved that for day two. <laughs> you know, no, do you just, mean explosive like? Uh... Basically, I draw back anchor on the target, and it's like almost like I punch it, but it goes, but it it's totally surprising, you know. Uh huh. Is that from preloading with a ton of pressure? I suspect so. Because I, I feel like I, I didn't even have my, my thumb off the peg yet, and it still went off. Uh-huh. So. That happened on day, day two? Yeah. Did you, well, how did it land? 11. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with no, that. And <laughs> I'll, I'll go, that's uh, like one step above the the punching I was doing at the, uh, Todd's shoot there the, the other year. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. And watching you punch was a treat. I think, you know, going back, that was partly because of my injury. I knew I, I couldn't. You couldn't grind through a shot. Would be too painful, you know. and Yeah. And pulling back again, you know, I only had a limited number of shots in me at that time. Yeah. yeah. It should have not gone to that shoot but so what release are you shooting now oh i'm back to my your favorite um total control total control yeah with the dave cousins uh modification to it what the screw in the the screw in the back yeah that's a dave cousins thing absolutely oh i know no fucking clue yeah i really wish i had that done but I'm just too lazy to send shit back in. Yeah. So what did you What did you ever do with that? Uh, I fucking uh, cut the the hook off of it. No, the brass one. Yeah, yeah. So you know how the end of the total control comes to a hook, right? Yeah. Like a really aggressive hook. I I cut the hook off of it, so it looked oh, like a, like an HT sort of. Was that? I said you did the Heather Gore modification. Yes, yes, I did, and then I sold it. <laughs> <laughs> I I cut off fifty dollars basically, 
<laughs> and threw it away. <laughs> Get this thing there. The relief that won you a national championship, you threw it by the wayside. Yes, I'd never shoot one of those again. <laughs> and, yeah, why would you do that? <laughs> I'm glad you remember that for one, and I'm glad you actually shoot a release like that too. <laughs> oh, uh, dude, what, did you, what bow were you shooting when you shot that championship? Uh, a Hoyt. Prevail. A Hoyt. Mm, yeah, interesting. Another bow I wish I kept. Yeah. But it, I mean, it sucked to shoot. I could only shoot it at like 51 pounds. So, anyway. Okay. Yes. You're feeling groovy after day one. You're not, you don't think you've done anything crazy. You just know that you've had a decent day, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It was just all the, hit, all the arrows hit and they all scored decently well. Yeah. They landed behind the pin. You broke yeah. decent shots. Um, do you have a then mantra? The next- Jim, oh, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? The next morning, that's when I uh, really found out I shot a 9/11. Okay, when you started is when the day started. Um. Well, we were all grouping up, and you know, I, some people were asking, you know, how'd you shoot? How'd you shoot? And someone asked me. I'm like, I don't know. And then uh, the scorekeepers were there. They were like, Oh, you shot a 9/11. I'm like, Oh, really? <laughs> Jim's back. <laughs> Wait a minute. Check your math. <laughs> so, okay. Does that alter your first, I mean, does that change your mindset going into the fir- day two, your first scoring target? No, nope. no, no. Cause I know, um, day two of a two day shoot mm-hmm. is tough. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You know, everybody can maybe attest to it. You know, you, um, you can practice and you can shoot 60 to 100 arrows, you know, and you go to a, a 42 target shoot, you know, and you put 84 arrows down there, but you come out of that shoot like you shot 500. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just the, the tension, the extra tension we put on ourselves to. Um, yeah. The pacing also. It's just not. Yeah. For the, not for the faint of heart. Yeah, I mean, you know, the standing around. and mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why Redding's such an endurance round. Yeah, it's it's just, you know, there's no you, there's no rhythm to be found. Uh, shoots like this are arguably harder than Redding because Redding stops at 25 targets a day. Yeah, yeah, you definitely get a, a little yeah. reprieve between. Yeah, so, I mean, these shoots are grinds for sure. Yeah. Uh, dude, I... To be honest, conventionally, whenever I've had to go into a day two on like an outlaw style, or in this case, a you know the BC shoot, mm-hmm. I've always struggled on day two for whatever reason. Right. Especially during the outlaw, like all the outlaws, day two is my nemesis. I I go in clear minded on Saturday and usually shoot decent, and then Sunday's like, you know, tough for me to keep the momentum going. All right, we're going to have to work on that for both of us. Yeah, definitely. definitely. We'll have to start, uh, as as uh, will all the listeners, we'll have to start asking around. Like, uh, I was looking up old old scores from shoot this this shoot in particular from the past, and Mister Mister Randy Long has done fantastic, at phenomenal, this 
He's shot uh, more than a couple of 1370s here. Yes, the, in the I believe he shot a 78 at one point. Is that correct? That? I don't know. Let's see. Either a 78 or a 79. That's, that's freaking awesome, right? Yeah. Caleb shot that 78 this year. Yeah. Caleb. It's only as good as somebody who shot 1379. Uh, was that Randy? No, that was not Randy. Now, was that in 2018? Let's see. I don't know. I can't find the damn scores. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's get back to Caleb. Caleb shot 1378, highest score of the tournament. Yes. Caleb Kiyocho said correctly. You sure about that? Yep. Okay. I am 100%. Um... Dude, Brian Chu shot a 1367. Correct. To tie for first with John Scar. Man. Yeah, Mr. John Scar. That's great. These wilderness guys are everywhere. Right. Followed by then, Joel, my buddy Joel Avendano, 1366. Yes. Another top score there. Yeah. So here's the thing, Jim. I know you like to poo poo on your scores. <clears throat> on yourself in particular. Well, who doesn't? It never happened. If you so. shot in the adult male division, you still would have scored really good. Like I saw. <laughs> what's that? I noticed that. Yeah. Like, that's normally... So, like, when Mark Rubio stomps his division, I take his score and I see, okay, where, where would have Mark uh, scored in championship open? You right. Right. Mark is consistently scoring high in champ open also if you were to carry scores over. So I did the same for you. And, I, dude, you're up there with some, you know, some young bucks. Yeah. It was um, it was definitely a little bit of a shock to me, you know, because I, I didn't think – I wasn't paying attention. So maybe that was part of it. I just wasn't – Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Definitely I was playing into your day too, you know, and, and I typically don't shoot that well when it was uh, that kind of group because uh-huh. I just, what, what kind of group is it? I just, you know, people who are just more having, it's more about fun. Was you it know, a family than, group? Was it like a dad and daughter? Was it a bunch of trad, no, it was, it bunch was, of trad you know, guys? Everybody was competitors, but it was just, were they recurve you know, people? They're just no, they was all compound, but they were just except for Alinda, Alinda who uh, who won her division, and I think she was darn near the top scorer of the whole event for recurse. Yeah, Alinda. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so uh, that's the so, one person I'll break my rule for about archery and filtered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Barebow's cool, and now we're getting back to everything else. Barebow sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know it just I can easily that's one of my things that's why I don't go all the way into the club a lot of times I'll go straight onto the range because I just end up you know seeing everybody talking like crazy and then next thing you know I haven't shot it's I've already been there for an hour so yeah yeah and this and then if this type of thing happens at the shoot Miss set of sight, yeah. You know, you lose your focus then, for a little bit. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, but I was, I kept my head on straight and just did it. I wish I could, I need to duplicate this quite often. I'd like to think from oh, now on. You definitely will, bud. You definitely will. Um, if we are teammates, um, for the outlaws, I have found that you can get, uh, anxiety medication over the internet. For oh, like, really? Yeah, for like no, like really cheap, and you really don't have to have insurance for it. Yeah. And it was the stuff you, uh, that Bob Eiler got popped for. No, no, it's what Bob Eiler got popped for. <laughs> oh. You can literally buy that on Facebook. Yeah. It says forgiving <laughs> speeches, the anxiety drug. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So that could be our day two, uh, our trick for day two. <clears throat> All right. So you just went through day two. Did You said you had a, you know, one of your heavy load up shots where your shot broke super fast on, yep. on Sunday. Was that it? Was that the only adversity that you ran into on Sunday? No, I think a 20 to like a 26 yarder. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was, uh, that was very disconcerting. <laughs> well, what was that all about? Wind? You know, I don't know. It just, um, draw down on it and start going through the process there and it oh that reminds you know, me dude i i had asked earlier and moved what's your shot process jim do you have a mantra no i, I don't have a mantra i just um you know keep that thumb on the the release and you're not saying anything to yourself when you're executing don't mess up dummy i don't know oh my goodness no. Uh, With winning in mind. Come on, biggest, dude. Um, I tell myself, okay, draw back, anchor, and... Don't fuck it up. I, I have a hard time doing this, but, you know, pull extra high on the target and drop into the spot. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a real tendency to hold at 6 o'clock. Uh -huh. so, so you but, try to make it a point to come down on the target. Yeah, you know, and really, like start like start my process near the top of the spot you know and, and then like as i'm going through it oh i see <laughs> so you start at the top like the middle. so do you start at the top of the spot and take your thumb off the peg and then you know push and pull into the middle yes oh that's interesting man so that definitely helps me and then uh you know, conversing with you a few weeks back, you know, I was doing the whole, uh, what I learned from Buck, and it does help at times. I was adding, uh, I kept dropping out the bottom, dropping out the bottom. So I was adding a weight, an ounce here, an ounce there. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, it was getting too heavy for me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the ratio was getting kind of out of whack because I don't have, but two or three ounces on the front rod. So it was just getting too heavy. Uh-huh. Too heavy in the back. Too heavy in the back. So I was falling out the bottom, you know, right. more. Mass, it's a, weight. It's a, Mass weight was pulling you out the bottom. For me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, if I was, if that was happening to me while I was out on the range, I, it would definitely work. But on a regular basis, I, I can't, you know, yeah. keep it up, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so how much so, are, you, are you running on the back? I think I got like, 11 11 so you're running like 3 yeah. and 11 yeah alright 
fairly back weighted. Uh, are you, uh, or at least your, if you're going to say ratio, you know, quote ratio is fairly back weighted. Are you running your bar off the rear bushing, Jim? The rear lower. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. I see. I see what you're going for here. You're going yeah. for a very back weighted setup. With you, and I was like, okay. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else knows this, but I was trying to go back to my old. Um, what is that app? What Aptitude? Aptitude, and uh-huh. that thing is offline. <laughs> so I called you, and then you gave me some hints on what to do with my back bar, and um, in jun- in conjunction with that, I was able to fix dropping out the bottom and to take the weight off. So taking it, the weight off helped, like or did something I else? Like 14, I was like 14 ounces, 14, uh-huh. 15 ounces, and then I came back to 11. And that stopped you from dipping out the bottom? Yes. Were you doing anything else to help that as well? Because that's a, that's a big deal. Yeah, because my, my usual thing, like I said, starting at the top, uh, just above the spot, starting the process and pulling into the spot, Mm-hmm. That was it was it was just kept dropping and dropping and I couldn't uh <clears throat> couldn't stop it. Yeah, I couldn't stop it. So Yeah. I also feel like when the setups get a little bit lighter, it's a little easier to break shots if you you know are pushing and pulling. If that makes right. sense. Because I think yeah. when there's a ton of weight on the bow, you're pushing forward, you're you're still pushing against the weight of the bow going down. Mm-hmm. It, there's like a physics problem. I, I remember like physics 101, you know. Yeah, I mean, because the, the the trend, you know, and and I did it myself, and it and it worked. But you know, you know, work, keep adding weight to the front and back, you know, and it slows down the pin. But I got to the point that I just it, the bow just became too heavy, you know. Yeah. Before yeah. my injury, I think that was a, a, an issue. Um. So now, you know, I, once I once I got back into it after my injury, you know, I started just with the bars, you know, like a, one ounce on the front and two ounces on the back mm-hmm. and just built up from there. I haven't gone that far, but it's it's made it so uh, I'm pretty happy with it that the, the pin float is manageable. My brain doesn't, you know, when I do my part, it, it doesn't have a problem with it. Do you think that maybe you've taken so much time away that you've outlasted any archery demons you have on you you know what um definitely i when i finally got back to where i could do it um the little bouts of target panic i've had you know or the things i was doing um kind of went away you know and i also going back to you and and I'll give credit to you and Bet and Darren. Somehow, probably because of my injury, my anchor was uh, had changed, uh-huh. and I didn't really notice it. Because if if everybody pays attention, most people when you're when you're anchoring, you got a solid anchor. The corner, the string is hitting the corner of your mouth. But mine had been, you know, I was touching my nose, but it was like really sliding off the side of my face there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, i remember i think it was beth that noticed yeah 
And she was saying it looked like you were pulling like to the outside of your mouth. It was. And I was like, um, so a little, little D loop adjustment. And then just, um, you know, that was paying a, just that. a D loop adjustment. Was it? Well, I just changed, you know, um, lengthened it a little bit. Uh huh. And then just, just paid more attention to, you know, um, Okay, that just makes sense. You lengthen, the corner. Your, you lengthen your D loop, and that lets you go a little bit forward with your bow arm, and that string well, comes forward from the, sliding, the. The string was sliding to the right side of my face, so I had to bring it to the closer to the center. So. Uh huh. So the longer D loop helped you get underneath. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Then I would have to smash my face in the uh, with the release in my release hand a little uh -huh. too much. Right. So I was trying that uh, longer D loops gave you a little more room with your release hand. Yeah, to where you wanted uh, increase in face contact. Uh huh. Gotcha. So, but yeah, so you know, there's there's some things to be uh, taken away from taking some time off. You know, you can. Yeah, it when you get like... back, you, know, you just go back to the basics. You know, like, okay, you know, make sure you get strong, keep your bow arm up. You know, and Get a good anchor and, and yeah, execute. Dude. Try to follow through. You know, Jim. I also think it's because you took time off. You you lower the expectations you put on yourself, and that kind of frees you up to just do your thing. You know. Sure. And, yeah. And uh, like e easily, like you were, ba you've bounced back to where you were. And who knows if not even better because it's such a difficult shoot. You know? Well, we'll see. I mean, one one shoot doesn't doesn't put it all into a. I'm don't get me wrong. I'm happy. You know, I know I uh, I'm hard on myself like any any archer is. You know. Uh huh. Well, some aren't. Any, some... Anybody who's competitive, they always want to. They feel like they could do more. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it, I think so. You you can't sit and dwell on it. You know, like ah, I won, I won. You know, it's like well. That was that was Sunday. Today's Tuesday, so gotta get. <laughs> Let me ask: Did you stretch this victory by like taking a day off to go fishing? <laughs> um, kind of like having a cigarette after sex, you know? No, that was more just to piss off the guys at work. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that's awesome, man. So, at what point did you realize you won? Um, like you wrapped up, right? Let's see, you wrapped up wrapped day two, up and um, it wasn't until I, uh, I, I kind of like said my goodbyes and to Bet and Darren, you and you were unable to come down. You had threatened to come down and see us. Yeah, so I was going to come see you guys, but my wife was hungover. That didn't happen, and then Bet and Darren were jumping out of there. So I was just like, and then Rudy didn't show up either. <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of just like, all right, I'm just going to get out of here, you know, and go home and hang out with my wife. I hadn't seen all weekend, you know, and I'm putting in a little bit extra practice during the week. So, uh huh. And then that's what I did. And then when I got home, you know, after I started looking at the, uh, cause I know the, um, the club says, 
they want they want everybody to have all their scorecards in by two o'clock so they can start posting these scores by two thirty. Uh huh. And um, you know, by I think I was looking at about four o'clock, and the scores were up. Uh huh. And then you're like, "Holy shit, I did it!" Wow. I'm like, well, I didn't want to say anything because I'm like, well, that can't be right. You know, there's probably there's there's probably some more scores that need to be put inputted. But you know, I was like, oh, that's it's up there at least. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one way to. <laughs> you know. And then I was like looking around. I was like, "Why Caleb just rocked it?" You know, and and then um, Randall and Heather—they both shot, you know, in the seventies, which is, you know, yeah, a nice, I'm feat. amazing. Yeah, as you would know, shooting that high up is a uh, uh, long time ago, buddy. Long time ago. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe with this elite bow, I just may. <laughs> mm. I'm. I'm the elite will be gut. The Matthews will be uh, <laughs> star very soon. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So, I mean, look at it. you. You beat Greg Blevins, who's like a good friend of mine. Yeah. Who, um, he is. Let me say, I'm not in. Uh, you're not into the beating I'm other not, people, I'm not right? Trying to beat, buddy. I'm just trying to. Uh, no. Not failed myself. I'm going to say I worded that wrong. Okay. <laughs> he scored higher than my buddy Greg. Okay. I like that one better. All right. Greg's amazing. I, I see yeah. him hit, like, he's on an upward trajectory that's insanely fast. You are right. That's great. He's uh, definitely uh, a great student of yours. Um, he does not need my coaching. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> Was he shooting this well before he started? You started coaching him? No, but no, there was a okay. point where I had helped him tweak his setup, and after I had, I told him like, "Okay, here's your setup. This is you know what you can do here or there." He's been off to the race. He's just taken that and is off to the races because he's well, you know he's doing his own thing now. He's shooting a V bar, and you know my policy on V bars, oh, right? Man. And he's doing. Insanely good. Like he's on his own, you know, he's kind of on his own journey now. uh, Talk to him. He'd be like, you know, your information that you provided him was invaluable and, you know, helped him break through. You know, I mean, if, if, uh, just (laughs) you get the, the, the right amount of information at the correct time. Yes. At the correct time, you can do good shit with it. So, yeah, yeah, pretty cool, man. Let's look at Jonathan Johnson in fifth. Another cool cat. Yeah, yeah. I, well, he was in my group. We were just chatting away and having a good time. Oh, that's cool. Gus Ulrich <laughs> in third. That's yeah, another, Gus. That's another uh, Bay Area dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Um, was we talked a little bit. He was having. A, it seemed like he was having a good time. You know, we were talking oh, yeah. about. Uh, Reading a little bit and how wet it was and yeah and how it was uh, well that first Saturday morning weather at the you know on the coast was I don't know if you know it was super overcast super overcast right super uh, super uh, like fog. all the tent super damp you know yeah. it was wet 
It's almost raining, but not. Yeah, I heard that day one was a little rough because it yeah. was just so moist. But it, it was, but it wasn't like cold. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely damp <laughs> most of the day. Did you find it had any um, impact on your arrow flight? Did you have to add no. like half a yard to anything? That, that that range is, you know, I've been going to that range for thirty three years now, so that's just the way it is there. You you dialed in. Uh, it's just what I'm used to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like like when you go to um, Redwood Redwood Bowman. Yeah. You're just used to your car getting broken into you. <laughs> Dude, I was about to make that same joke. <laughs> I went a long way for that one. <laughs> no, I was with you. I, you know, as you're speaking, I'm like jumping ahead in my mind. <laughs> you just beat me to the punch. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, home rate advantage. But like I said in the past, I've, I've so-called had home range advantage, but I've found new and interesting ways to uh well, let me ask mess you, it up what point weight are you running jim 120 120 so you're shooting a conventional arrow 187 yeah ffps on the back yeah 187s oh, so, uh, pierce tour correct pierce tour 120 think about a 27 ish long shaft 400 spine 500s 500s because you're shooting like 50 ish pounds right yeah, I think I'm fifty sixes. Oh, oh, you are on the you're on the edge of week for that arrow. You're gonna poke <laughs> holes in all this shit that I had talked about a stiff arrow in the beginning. You're you poking let, your you, own game with the, the your hunting arrow setup. What are you talking about? You let me talk all that shit that, about how stiff arrow is perfect, and you're running a slightly weak arrow, and you didn't say anything. I didn't say anything because potato, potato, everybody's different. Yeah, no, no. You, you run a more of a front heavyweight bow. Uh-uh, uh-uh, I used to, not anymore. Uh, okay. I was making a blanket statement to cover everything, and now it's yeah. kind of been poked holes in. Well. <sighs> All right, never mind. Slightly weak. I've run it before. I've had good success yeah. with slightly weak. See, see, but my brain is like if if my arrow hits close to the bear shaft, you know, as long as it's not like off the bail, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, that's good enough. You know, I'll try for a to go shoot a bullet hole, and as long as it's within under a quarter inch or so, I'm happy with that. You know, and then I'll go do my walk back tuning and. Are you shooting a left tear? Are you shooting a left tear right now? I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> Where's your bear shaft hit? <laughs> I haven't shot that since last year, so God I don't know. damn it. I'll have to make a plug. No, here's, here's a... Keep your secrets. The... <laughs> Tom Parkinson's strings was uh-huh. excellent. They've been excellent. I've had these same strings on. Okay, I haven't been shooting as much, a lot, but I've had these same strings on for... A solid year and a half, maybe two years. Tom makes dynamite strings. They are they are solid. Yeah, um, you know I what? actually changed my D loop like Wednesday. Uh huh. No serving, no serving one. separation, right on the center no. serving. Same, Nothing. same. Whenever I change, like fuck around with my D loop. If Tom made those strings, zero yeah. se- center serving separation. Well, I took took his uh, <laughs> his his guidance. He's like everybody. Tightens their D loop way too much. Yeah, tightens shit out of it. 
So, uh, and I was one of those people, you know, mm -hmm. I just don't do that anymore. And, yeah. You know, I, it, it was a crutch because I was doing that to try to get the peep to, to stay, yes. you know? Yes. I've done that as well. But there's other, as everybody knows, there's other ways to alleviate that. And, yeah. It's a pain in the butt, but figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So you're running Tom strings. Did he make you 28 strand naturals? I got the, the, the strings he hates to make. Yes. That's what I got. Do 28s and not 32s? Whatever Steve makes. I think, I think Steve goes like 32. I, it's 32 then. And so, so people will know we're talking about Steve and uh, Anderson. Yeah. Close homies with um, Tom Parkinson. Tom. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I got those. And then I also. Uh, How many times have you had to retime your bow? Truthfully, I've none. Right? <laughs> I don't think I've really had to retime it. I know. So he made strings for my Matthews and my verdict, and I've never had to retime them. I think one time I was, I was uh, to help myself with shooting out the bottom. I did add a little more advance to the top. Uh huh. Advanced top cam. But it wasn't. It wasn't like it was out of whack when I. You know. I, yeah. Is I you, did it because you purposely to. trying to do it. What was that? Yeah, because you're per you're purposely advancing. Yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. Uh, Tom's got me thinking. Like, okay, heavy strand count natural mm, does not move. Right. I think he made me a twenty four strand elite though, and that didn't move either. Right. Natural for for my verdict, and that one didn't move either. That was really I shot that in Reading. And then then I I had him also. I spent the extra money and I had him put the um, the halo on. Nice. The clear halo because he hates that too. Yes, <laughs> yes, he hates the way that looks. <laughs> yeah. But um, so it's that... just rock solid, man. It just, yeah. Like uh, I don't really. I may here shortly in the future i may reserve it the center serving mm -hmm. just because you know it needs to be not because i have to you know because it's just getting worn i i'm going to do it as a matter of uh maintenance versus you know before it becomes a problem yeah you gonna keep it but, the same uh, size yeah okay all right damn sorry yeah, of course Jesus. I'm not like you. Just do it for the heck of it. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't do that. I never touched uh, anything on Tom's strings. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I shoot the um, the Easton G-Knock. Uh-huh. You shoot the Easton G-Knock on your gold tip arrows? Yeah. That's nice. Uh, I like those. I just... Um, I've had good luck with them. I know other people haven't, but I, especially since I've gone back to a single mold for those, uh huh. Is I that haven't for had size consistency. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you don't have to worry about. Well, you don't have to buy six dozen at a time, you know, and you know to feel confident about it. You know, now I know I can just go to any shop, any any place, you know, or wherever. 
and it's going to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know a lot of people, uh, you included, like those biter knocks, and I can see why those are solid. Yeah. I like G knocks as well. I, I've yeah. shot G knocks for a majority of my shooting. Uh, I do like the biter knocks because if I hit them, I can see it real easy. Yeah. You know? And then your bow, you're still shooting uh, an Invicta, yeah? Yeah, with the SVX cam. Spiral cams. My yeah. man. <laughs> it's, you know, you've been shooting those type of cams for a long time. It's it's hard to get away from. It's just, you get, at least for me, I, I like the way that feels. Yeah, it's kind of like um, when people won't leave an abusive spouse. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, it was my fault. It was, it my, was fault. my fault. Yeah, they they're doing what they're supposed to do. Yep. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> tech, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my setup: the, the Invicta, Tom Strings, Specialty Pete, Barrows, Carter release. You should just specialty peep on old ass spider bars as well, correct? Yeah. I definitely have uh, the extreme bars on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me, I need to need to give uh, Sean a call and inquire about this new bar I'm hearing he has out. Uh, dude, I've been hearing about the new bar for like three years. Yeah, yeah. Well, come on. What did you hear about it again? Yeah. Oh, now it's really happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, shut up then. <laughs> we'll see. You know what you should do? What? Get the bars that are going to come with the new Matthews. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the new Matthews bow you're going to buy. Well, all my kids are out of the house, so I can't sell a kid now to pay for that thing. So You also don't have to pay for a kid. Uh, well, true. There you go. I got you. I know how much money you make. You can afford to, you can afford to <laughs> buy one of these. I heard they might be expensive, but that maybe that's with all the bells and whistles and shit. Obviously, yeah, yeah. But I I heard that on archery talk. I should. I should Ooh say. man, you're in the know then. I'm <laughs> just a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's see. You got anything to add to this, Jim? We're going on an hour and a half right now. Oh man, yeah. time flies. I know. Yeah, um, dude. That's why I love having you on, dude. It's just like talking at the range. Yeah, that's that's what makes it easy, you know. Well, we love it, you know. And I was having a hard time with my injury, and it's like wondering if I was if I could, eat, or other than just like you know, the week before hunting season, and break out the hunting bow, and you know, make sure it's still sighted in, and yeah, kind of thing. But been you know shooting a bow for thirty years, you know. Having fun with it, and it was just uh, kind of a downer to you know not know if this was going to still be able to do you know something I could do. Right, the, the fact that it might possibly go away. Yeah. Well, buddy, I tell you, I got to pick my battles, but I might pick. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm going to try to shoot outlaws with you next year. Okay. I think that'd be cool. Well, we'll, we'll just uh, manage expectations once again, and uh, we'll see what we you know. Yeah, or I'll drug you. I'll drug you, and then I'll drug I'll drug myself also. <laughs> <laughs> For the second day. Yeah, yeah, dude. Just wait. We'll be in the shoot off, and I'll be like, "Hey, Jim, you feeling good?" And you're gonna yeah. Go, you're gonna go, yeah. 
I'm gonna be like, yeah, huh? And you're gonna go, no. <laughs> I always kind of know that I've been really lucky and uh, shooting with you and Rudy and you know the shot money with Heather at this at the BC shoot before. I've been in the in the shoot offs a couple of times, so yeah, yeah, totally. um, had fun with that. Because you're a good partner, dude. You do your part. Yeah, well. I've had good partners. Nah, thanks, buddy. I'm sure they all feel the same. Yeah, we we've done it. So, our top shoots. Uh, are you going to be able to do your most unfavorite shoot of the year coming up? What's that, Vegas? No, the 900. Unfavorite. Yes, I love you the hate- I love the 900. No, you don't. Who said? Oh my God! Somebody chime in and help me out here. Never, never. I've never said I didn't like that. Mm, okay. Yeah. No. Nine hundred is great, dude. Are you gonna do it? I am signed up for it. Hell yeah! I will not I'm, be doing it. What time slot I'm in? I, I gotta check, double check that. But uh, I'm signed up for the Saturday um, date at SFA San Francisco Archer because. Um, I'm going out of town on Sunday, so. Nice. I started my vacation, actually. but Where are you going on vacation? I'm going back to South Dakota. My man. You're not looking for a house out there, are you? No, not that time. Just every <laughs> other day, though. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's, I guess I got to shoot the outlaws now. I got to get one good season in with you before you fucking exodus. <laughs> Absolutely. Before you we'll, dart and we'll just worry. I'm sorry. That was a bad joke. We'll worry about the outlaw shoots and then we'll let everything else take care of itself. Yeah, buddy. Well, but, are, but you, you totally side, sidestepped the question. Are you going to shoot the 900? No, fuck no. Ew. Oh, okay. God, no. <laughs> that's no, a- that's right. You're giving it up to go hunting. No. No, no I just don't want to do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Picking my battles. Yes. You know, if I can possibly do a couple indoor shoots, I would like to do that. You know, so that means I got to give up some stuff ahead of time. There you go. You know, you are becoming quite, quite the husband there. Quite the uh, insert obscenity. <laughs> quite <laughs> the bitch. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, I know. Give and take, bro. I used to take everything. <laughs> you, <laughs> the the great thing with you was you were so adamant once you got married that it was going to be all take, take, take. That was the deal. Yeah. That was what she told me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And then she squirted a baby out and now I'm fucked. Yeah. And I would just kind of lean back in my chair and stroke my chin. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay. You're like, you like, you sit back in your chair and go, hmm, quite the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you got me. Yeah. I, I like your, your, your positivity of the happening, though. I was, oh. I was like, wow. I'll be back. He's going to be shaking his head as he goes over the cliff. No! Yep. This was not but. what I agreed to. It's okay. It's okay. I'll be back. 
in sickness and health. <laughs> or until I fake my own death. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, you got anything right. to add to this, Jim? No, just uh, thanks for having me. It was a great time. Buddy, and, uh, congratulations. This has been a long time coming. I knew this was going to happen. You know? I'm glad you... <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe not. I didn't know it was going to be this event, you know? But I knew it was going to be... I was going to be having this conversation with you sooner or later. Fantastic. I, I, I'm, I like to see if I can, um, it's not a flash in the pan. I want to continue on. It's not. You're on your way up, buddy. Just keep it, keep it together. Awesome. All right, bud. All right, man. All right, Pally. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Congratulations. Thanks again. All right, bud. Good night. All right. Night. All right. That was my episode with my buddy, Jim Padilla. I love that guy. Me and Jim have been friends for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, one time we were some badass outlaw partners. Hopefully we'll run that back again someday. Um, so, yeah, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this. I I do tend to honor the amateur shooter from time to time. And hopefully this carries over to you guys out of state, you guys that are in other states that are listening. I hope you get something out of this. I understand if you don't, cause the names are foreign and amateurs are a dime a dozen. Right. But to me, the amateur is the backbone of competitive archery. So I believe any amateur that wins an event has something to tell you and you might learn something from them or you might not. Either way, I'm going to ask as many as I can. And I'm going to ask pros, too. Like, when I come across some pros that are willing to, to give me some time, I'll definitely ask them questions because Lord knows I have a lot. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Um, I hope to keep this momentum going and keep getting episodes out. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy talking to you guys. Uh, I hope I didn't get too stoned on this one. I think you guys can definitely tell. I think I – poor Jim. I think I fucking did 20-minute detours on these conversations that poor fucking guy he's used to it though you know <laughs> he's seen me like this a lot so um hopefully you guys enjoyed it and uh enjoy some commercials now and we'll get back at it again on the next one all right guys peace what's up guys you guys know my opinions on bowstrings i think the well i think the top bowstrings in the world are made by tom parkinson uh, followed up by uh, Austin Kincaid. Those are some of my two favorites. I'm currently shooting uh, a set of bowstrings made by my good friend Nick Ingham. And I would urge you guys to get out and check them out. Uh, Flingham Nation Bowstrings, it's an Idaho company, takes pride in every strand using only the best material, 452X. Trusted by the pros, this is true, myself and Nick included. Well, I don't think I'm a pro anymore, but Nick is definitely a pro. Uh, stretch for hours, uh, ready to go for performance. I know Nick stretches the strings under an insane load. Um, you know, and you guys, if anyone knows Nick Ingham, he's a, an elite shooter. He is, I mean, I don't mean the bow company. He is a badass shooter. He's been on the podium with guys like um, Chris Schaff and uh, Kyle Douglas. Uh, if you guys want to check these strings out, go to flingamnation.com. That's flingemnation.com. Uh, you can follow Instagram, uh, follow on Instagram, Facebook, Flingham Nation. Um, and another thing, guys, if you order a set of strings from Nick, uh, use code unfiltered. You get 10% off. 
a set of strings. I, I'm personally all about, uh, well, first I'm all about Nick. I, I love Nick as a dude personally. Um, I love his family. And he's he's breaking into string building, and he's building a damn fine set of strings. Uh, I'm going to post up a video pretty soon of uh, me installing his strings, doing some timing setup on my bow. And uh, you guys can see the quality on there. All right? All right, y'all. Check him out. Flingham Bow Strings. All right, guys. I want to share one of my favorite products with you guys. It is the Baker Archery Products Pro Shop Vice. Uh, my buddy Butch out in Idaho makes a sick bow vise. Uh, and you guys are probably wondering, well, why do I need a bow vise? It makes working on your bow super easy. It's one of those must-have things like a bow press. Um, the shop vise, you mount it somewhere on your table. You know, with it, you can manipulate your bow any which way and lock it into a stationary position. You can level your sight axes. You can set up arrow rests, install D-loops, knock sets. Shit like that becomes real easy. Stuff you can do really fast on the fly. Um, and, you know, you probably do it better quality than doing it just sitting on your couch. <laughs> in front of the TV. I'm not the only guy that likes these products. You guys might have heard of Kyle Douglas, and he uses these. If you have any interest in seeing how they work, check out my Instagram. I'm going to put up a setup video where I'm setting up my hunting bow with one of these bad boys. They are sold at BakerArcheryProducts.com for the low price of $240. Through PayPal, you could be paying really low payments, like $22 a month. These things are legit, well worth the money. When you break it down into payments, shit, it, it's cheaper than hell. Check them out, bakerarcheryproducts.com. Tell my buddy Butch I directed you that way so he knows it is worth sponsoring this podcast, okay? All right. Guys, my favorite stabilizer is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. I've been talking about this bar for three years now. Um, if you guys know me, you know I am a whore for gear, and the one thing I've kept constant is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. You're probably going to ask why, Wendell. <laughs> well, quite frankly, the Carbon Craft Stabilizer is the stiffest, lightest, dampest stabilizer I've ever shot. Um, for the money, for the price point, it beats any other stabilizer. Performance-wise, it beats any other stabilizer. Uh, if you're shooting any other bar, it's probably just because you're shilling. All right? Check them out. Carbon Craft Stabilizers. You can order them with my friend Brian Webb down in Fresno, or you can call Rudy Sandoval at West Coast Archery. Finally, the show is brought to you by my friends Darren and Bet out in Napa, California. They are the owners and operators of DB Custom Coatings, the Coders out of Napa. Um, my friends Darren and Bet, they Saracote bows. They can make your old shitty bow look freaking new and awesome. They can make your boring stock colors look rare and special. Uh, Darren does an amazing job Saracoting. He does anything from solid colors to American flags to fades to anything. I've seen him do a galaxy on a PSE before. It was nuts. Um, he does Casey Caulfield's bow. All right, check that out. Casey Caulfield on the side of the Lancaster truck. 
She's shooting the bow that Darren Saracoded. What does that tell you? Darren ain't no slouch. The dude is good enough for the Coffle family. So, uh, yeah, Darren's the shit. He's a super cool guy. He does releases too. You know, don't don't just think that he doesn't uh, do other things. I know he's done inserts or outserts. I think for hunting arrows for Chris Schaff. Uh, all kinds of stuff. So if you guys are interested, hit them up. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Uh, you know, if you're a gun nut, if and you can disassemble your your rifle, Darren can Cerakote that shit pink for you. You know, um, check them out. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Those guys are my friends. They are the one of the longtime oldest and biggest supporters of the show. So show them some love. All right. All right, everyone. Good night. Peace.